It's time for Success Profiles Radio with your host, Brian K. Wright. Have you ever wondered if there's more to life than you're currently living? Then Success Profiles Radio is the program for you. Every week, we'll explore different aspects of success and how to apply them to your life. Guests will come from many different backgrounds, including expertise in leadership, business, relationships, careers, networking, health, overcoming adversity, and much more. Every show is a dose of inspiration. This is Success Profiles Radio. And now, here's your host, Brian K. Wright. Hello and welcome to Success Profiles Radio. I'm your host, Brian K. Wright, and it is an absolute pleasure to be with you here today. I'm honored that you chose to spend part of your day with me here, and this is going to be an amazing show. It'll be fantastic. I'll be introducing my guest shortly. I promise this will be a fun and informative hour. I do want to take a minute or two to share some things I've been learning and thinking about lately, and I typically do this every single week. I was thinking about the idea of believing in yourself recently. So many people have a hard time with this, and sometimes I do as well. But there's something I've noticed about super confident people. They declare their greatness to the world, not in a bragging kind of way, but in a way to improve their self-talk. Muhammad Ali was a perfect example of this. He started calling himself the greatest to anyone and everyone who would listen. He even later confessed that he didn't really know if he was the greatest or not, but the very idea that he declared it out loud all the time led him to believe it so strongly that he actually perform better. I'm sure he felt much better about himself as well. So what can you continually tell yourself that will empower you to be the best? What do you want to believe about yourself? Start doing the self-talk in the mirror. It, It might take some getting used to if you've never done it before, but say those affirmations with conviction and really start to believe it and really raise your energy level because once you raise your energy level to a higher frequency, the, the probability of you performing better will be much, much higher than before. It's a habit that will help you on your journey, I promise. With all this in mind, I want to introduce my guest. My guest this week is Tanya Waring. Let me tell you a little bit about her. Tanya Waring is a leading authority on manifesting. An entrepreneur at heart, Tanya has created multiple businesses throughout her career, from a thriving aquarium business to a two-state real estate brokerage. Every business was brought about by thinking thought into reality, much like Henry Ford, Thomas Edison, and Orville Wright. Tanya teaches entrepreneurs on how to get clear on what they want and to align resources to help them move forward. The foundation of her work is the manifesting process, a step-by-step framework for creating anything you desire in business and life. A single mom of three young children, Tanya was instrumental in the astounding transformation of a small pillow company into a national brand. In the first two years, she worked with MyPillow. They grew from $500,000 to $50 million, and today it is a billion-dollar company. She co-authored one of the most profitable newspaper ads ever written, appeared as host in their national infomercial, and has been a live guest on QVC over 30 times and on the Shopping Channel in Toronto. She founded Manifest Publishing because publishing a book is one of the best ways to discover your purpose, get clear on what you want, and create authority in your marketplace. She also hosts the Bookwriter Success Bootcamp for entrepreneurs to author their very first business card book. We'll talk about a lot of these things today on the show. And with this in mind, here is my very special guest, Tanya Waring. Tanya, how are you? I am fantastic, Brian, and I'm so glad you brought up self-talk in the mirror. I think that is one of the greatest ways to get to know ourselves, and I, I just thought it was so fun that you brought that up. Well, thank you, and it, it does take some getting used to. I think at first, when you start doing that, you think, that's not true. That's not true, but you have to start – you have to really actually be at a place where you want to believe it and, and raise your frequency, raise your energy, raise your vibration to a place where the thing that you want is uh, 
right there for you. In fact, I had Jack Canfield on my show a couple years ago, and I asked him, why does the law of attraction seem to work for some people, not for others? And he said it's because the thing that we ask for isn't on the same frequency that we are, which I thought mm, was interesting. Absolutely. And, yeah. you know, so many times when I'm working with people, Brian, you can tell that they just don't have that self-worth. And one of the mm -hmm. first things that I'll do is suggest that they start being with themselves in the mirror because each one of us is unique and special. And, you know, we wouldn't look at a six month old baby and think there's something wrong with a six month old baby. Well, we are still like six month old babies. Yeah. We need to love ourselves just as much. And so many times we don't, but by going in front of the mirror and, and really getting to know yourself and appreciating you, uh, so many people can't even look at themselves. And over time, that is one of the things that we can do to, like you said, increase our vibration and uh, start to attract really great things to us. Absolutely. So let me ask you a little bit about uh, your backstory, how you got started, maybe some things you learned and overcame, how you got to where you are right now. How did you decide to become an entrepreneur? Well, entrepreneur was in my blood. I was raised on a cattle ranch in South Dakota where everybody's an entrepreneur of some sort. Right. I started my first business when I was 16 with a bank loan. My mom co-signed with me, which I thought was very generous of her. So I was uh, always inspired and encouraged to be an entrepreneur. And I've had several businesses since then. Um, it's always been something that I've had, even when I had my corporate positions, I had a business in the background. And I really believe in entrepreneurialism. I believe it, it will feed the poor and restore the middle class. I think it's something that's very important in our society that we have a lot of entrepreneurs out there. Yeah. And that's where jobs are created. Absolutely. 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 I've had a variety of businesses yes. and for me, it's always fun because what I'm doing when I create a new business, now I've been a single mom of three teenagers now for about eight years. And, mm. you know, my new year's is September when the kids go back to school. That's when I'm always reinventing myself. And each year it seems like my kids have grown and changed. I've grown and changed. So I look at what business and how can I develop that business so that it really brings me what I want in terms of uh, being able to have the lifestyle mm -hmm. to support my three teens, go watch their wrestling tournaments, work with my clients, and have a lot of fun doing it without feeling like I'm totally overwhelmed and living someone else's life other than my own. Yeah, and that's the really important part. Entrepreneurship is a lot about freedom as it is about money. I think freedom might be even the more important component to those two, would you think? Yes, but so many times people are coming out of a corporate job into creating their own business, and they don't know how to set those boundaries. So a lot of times their business really starts running their life versus them running their business. So yeah. it's important to really be clear about what we want and set those boundaries. And I have a difficult time with that sometimes myself, but knowing clearly what I want is the first step. Yeah, absolutely. So Tanya, what was your rock bottom moment and how did you break free of that? Well, my rock bottom moment came in 2009. In 2007, I was a rock star in real estate. I had a brokerage firm. I had about 50 or 60 listings in Minnesota and Wisconsin. I just built a $435,000 house. 
I, I really thought I was living the dream. I had, my kids were young at that time and the real estate crisis hit and with it went all of my salary. I put most of my commissions into building my new home, expecting to be in a six figure income earner. My income dropped to nothing from the time that I moved into my house. I was right on the bubble when all of that happened. I ended up going through divorce. I didn't qualify for welfare. I put out 200 resumes. Nobody wanted me. That is exactly how I felt. I was out there with 30,000 other real estate agents looking for work. And then I started to think that a lot of these jobs really weren't for me anyway. I have a very high integrity level of of who I want to work for and what I want to do. And, you know, I was at this moment where I really had no idea what I was going to do. I went into a depression. My kids came home one day. I went on the floor and I could hear him talking, you know, is she dead? I think I just had no energy and I couldn't even get up off the floor that day. I kind of grunted, gave him some money to go to McDonald's or something. But it was a couple days later that I really had an aha moment. And I stood up off the couch and I said, look, God, I'm smart. I'm beautiful. I'm talented. Would you please bring me something that's worthy of who I am? Something I believe in a hundred percent, something that really I can sell with the utmost integrity. And it was a week later that I got a call from someone who had worked with my pillow and asked me to come in and interview with them. <laughs> wow, that is so awesome. And I'll ask you a lot more about my pillow when we come back from our break. Now, some of the people listening uh, may be single parents raising children, trying to run a business, or maybe just trying to stay afloat. How has being a single mom impacted your career? Well, I made a decision, Brian, and when I got divorced, I went through what a lot of other people go through is one, my dreams were smashed. I always wanted to be a stay-at-home mom, and the reality was that I'm a breadwinner, and I knew that I didn't want to be a struggling parent, single parent, that one who was always complaining, uh, addicted to, you know, feeling bad that their kids couldn't have things that they wanted. And I decided right then and there that I was going to be different, that I was going to do whatever it took to provide my kids with whatever they needed, and that I wasn't going to have that struggling conversation. I was going to actually have a success in my life. And I think that determined the altitude that I have taken my life since 2008, where I've really achieved everything that I've wanted to achieve. That is really fantastic. So entrepreneurism has been in your blood. Uh, You definitely are a go-getter. You broke free of your rock bottom moment, and that's really inspirational. I really appreciate that, that you shared that for sure. We've got probably a minute and a half to our first break. The other thing I read about in your bio was the fact that you had an aquarium business. How awesome was that? (laughs) You know, I've been always been very innovative and my daughter was uh, six months old, I'd been a VP of sales and marketing for a tech company. And, you know, it wasn't where I wanted to be. I wanted to be raising my daughter. And so I started looking at different companies that were available. And I bought an aquarium business. And mm. I absolutely loved it. And it worked great with my lifestyle at that time. And that's what wow. I'm talking about being innovative and creating the kind of life that you want. Absolutely. Absolutely. My very special guest this week is Tanya Waring, and we will talk more after the break about 
her experience with my pillow and how she was on uh, television. I'll ask her how selling is different uh, on television than it is face to face, how this opportunity came to her more specifically, how she helped grow that revenue, and what it's like. To, to be successful in that format. I'm sure a lot of people dream of having their product or service on television. We'll talk about some of those things when we come back after the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. This is going to be an amazing and fantastic hour and very informative. Please stay with us. This is Success Profiles Radio. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Are you stressed out? Because if you are, you're not alone. In fact, research shows that over 73% of all Americans report symptoms of stress, which is a key factor contributing to mental and physical illness. And that stress is usually related to work, money, or relationships. Up until now, the solution to combat the effects of stress have been delivered through pharmaceutical companies. But now there's a natural way to solve this problem without the harmful side effects. The Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement contains natural ingredients proven to reduce cortisol, also known as the stress hormone, which causes damage to our body. And unlike prescriptions, your satisfaction is guaranteed with a 100% money-back offer on all orders. In addition, a portion of all proceeds goes to PTSD research, and as a bonus, all purchases will include a free copy of the new ebook, The Survival Guide to Living with Stress. So get the Healthy Primate Stress Support Supplement today at www.screwstress.com. Click the Amazon logo. It'll take you where you need to go. Once again, that is www.screwstress.com. This is the Tokinet Radio Network. Radio with a cutting edge. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest this week is Tanya Waring. And uh, we will talk about her experience selling for my pillow on television. You can find me on Twitter, meanwhile, at Mr. Brian K. Wright. You can find me on Facebook. I have a page called Success Profiles Radio. You can find me on LinkedIn. And it would mean, mean a lot if you would download and subscribe to Success Profiles Radio for free on iTunes, and a review would be terrific as well. If there's anything I can do to help and serve you on your journey, please let me know. You can email me, brian at brianklright.com. I also help people 
uh, write their books. And so if that's something that you aspire to as well, you can also reach out to me at that email, brian at briankwright.com, and we'll have a discussion about how we can possibly work with each other and help each other out. So Tanya, let's talk about my pillow. You mentioned this opportunity came to you because somebody called you. How did they find you? Well, I had been looking for work, as I had said earlier, and this friend of mine knew that, and he called me and he said, you know, Tanya, my pillow needs you. And that was music to my ears at that time. And I went and I met Mike Lindell, who is the most enthusiastic person I've ever met about anything. The guy is such a driver, and he is totally passionate about my pillow. And the interesting thing is he sent me home with a MyPillow, and at first it didn't feel quite right. Little did he know that I'd had two car accidents. My neck was uh, extremely arthritic, could barely turn it, and I flip-flopped like a fish all night, tossing and turning, and really didn't sleep well. So I was a pretty extreme case, and it took about two weeks for me to really adapt but once I did, I totally fell in love with my pillow. And the rest, they say, is history because Mike hired me that day. And um, I absolutely just had all these downloads about what to do with my pillow, like coming up with a tagline guaranteed the most comfortable pillow you'll ever own. And writing a lot of the marketing copy and went out for two years and sold all over the United States from. Uh, Alaska to Florida, uh, New Zealand, or not New Zealand, uh, New Mexico, uh, California. And it was just really an incredible time to be with that company. Hmm. So was this uh, visiting stores and businesses? Was it trade shows? Was it television? Most of what I did was trade shows. And we went uh, women's expos, home, home shows. And state fairs, things like that. And mm. little did I know that all of this time being out where I was like the Ron Popeil of state fairs, right? Yeah. So I'm, I've got my sales pitch. We're uh, learning how to sell pillows and had a very effective closing rate. And it all comes from being authentic and real. That's yeah. the whole point. And Mike hammers that down all the time. Mike Lindell is just an incredible owner of my pillow and it's all about being real and having the best product on the market. He he looked at everything you could ever want in a pillow, made in the United States, 10-year warranty, washable, dryable, uh, doesn't go flat, contours to your unique shape. And for me, it really healed my my neck and all of the sleeping problems that I had. So I believed in it. And there was hardly anybody who came to my booth who didn't walk away with at least one my pillow and typically two or three or four. Wow, that is great. So you did a lot of face to face selling at trade shows. How is selling on TV the same or different than in person interactions? Well, when I was selected to be the infomercial host, it was because I really understood my pillow and I knew all about it. Mike and I worked very well together. Interestingly enough, I had never been on national television and it was the first time that I had a teleprompter. There mm -hmm. were uh, things that I you know, had to say. You, you have to get to the point on what you want to say. But there was also this moment where they asked me to share my own story. And I shared a story from the heart, much like I had when I was selling my pillow at these home shows face to face with people. 
It was really about getting to that most bare, raw, and authentic part of myself so that people knew that I was coming from the heart and it wasn't just a spiel. And I think we forget that sometimes, that people really want to know everybody is being marketed to. Everybody is being sold to. What you'll learn when you do uh, these kind of programs out there where they're selling on TV, there's a host, and it's about having a conversation. It's not about selling, and it's about having people call in and give testimonials. Testimonials still sell. Yes. And and it's about getting to the heart of what people really want. If you make it 100% about yourself, nobody wants to buy that. Nobody wants to buy you. But they do want to know how you're going to help them. How is this going to make a difference in their life? And for yeah. my story, you know, my daughter said to me, Mom, I had no idea you were in that much pain. I just thought you didn't love us. And that was because of my neck, right? That's a pretty compelling story. Yeah. And when I was out there, I saw how many people were in the same situation I was, just not sleeping and not getting that rest yeah. that they need so that their body can heal. That's so important. Right. It is important. You mentioned that speaking from the heart makes such a huge difference in sales. What do you think, uh, other than that, in addition to that, I should say, do you think it takes to be successful uh, selling on television? Well, it definitely takes uh, knowing your product. And I got that kind of experience for two years on the road selling almost every situation, every question that came up. Knowing your product inside and out It's not so much about knowing your competitor's product. It certainly doesn't hurt to know that. But when you, you know, someone like Mike Lindell, he made my job super easy because he did develop a product that was different. It was better, but it was definitely different. So many companies out there are looking at how they can cut corners. How can they make it cheaper, faster, almost disposable? And Mm -hmm. Mike went completely the opposite direction. He said, you know what? I'm going to make something that lasts for 10 years. And people told us that we'd be out of business in no time at all, because there was no way in this industry that you could make a product that would last 10 years. We did, we have, and we are growing like crazy. That's, that's awesome. Do you still work with them then? I do. I work with them on occasion, not as much as I did for those two years. I uh, had the opportunity to move to Texas with my kids, and I really wanted to get someplace warmer and put my kids in a great school district. So that was my reason for moving. And of course, the company is located in Minnesota. Yeah. Mike always knows that whatever I can do for my pillow, I'm right there because it really has done so much for my life more than anything else out there. So I'm a pretty, uh, loyal, uh, customer and loyal. Uh, I'm not an employee, but I, I do work with them whenever I can. Awesome. So let me ask, and we're, we're going to transition a little bit more toward manifesting, which is what your book is about. I want to ask you, what do you think is the key to getting anything you want in your life? I think the key to getting anything you want in your life is getting clear on what you want in your life. It's the most difficult question we ever ask ourselves is, what do I want? And it's because we have an infinite number of choices. Anything you have a burning desire for, you are perfectly aligned and skilled, ready to have that drawn to you. So you can manifest anything you want. You just can't manifest everything. 
Because most of the time, I think people have wishful thinking. Oh, I'd like to drive this car. Oh, I'd like to be a linebacker for the Dallas Cowboys. Oh, I'd like to do this. That's all wishful thinking. That's not really a true core desire. Mm. And when we get to the desire of what we want, like that day when I stood up on the couch and I said, look, God, you know, I'm smart. I'm beautiful. I'm talented. I really want something that I can sell. I, that, that was like a burning desire that moment. I wanted it and it, it didn't take long for that to manifest. And I've had that happen in several different occasions and other people have had that happen when, when you just have that core burning desire plus clarity, then you can go about manifesting exactly what you want. That is awesome. You, you've got a book called the power of manifesting. How did you decide to write this book? Well, I have a math and computer science degree, so I'm pretty logical. And at the time when I was uh, working with MyPillow, I also had signed up for a law of attraction coaching program, which was a year-long immersion in the law of attraction. And so I started to look at what were the key steps to have me manifest everything that I wanted. I was a hit-and-miss manifester. And I knew that sometimes it worked and sometimes it didn't. So I was like, okay, what are these steps? And the six-step process that I came up with is first, get clear on what you want. I just spoke about that. The second is ask and it is given. This is biblical. Every time we ask, it's there. Sometimes we just don't see it. And I have great stories about that. The third is surrender to that higher voice, which is really about listening to your intuition The fourth step is take inspired action, not just action with your head, but when you have an inspired thought, go with it, take that action, receive to overflowing. And then the sixth step is celebrate your success. So often we focus on what doesn't work. And it was these six steps that I brought together in the power of manifesting with some stories because I knew that anybody and everybody could start to manifest consistently if they just follow this six-step process. That, that is really fantastic. And we'll dive a little deeper into those six steps when we come back from our break, which is only about a minute or a minute and a half away. When you decided to write this book, I know that when I work with clients, sometimes they have hesitated because they didn't feel ready or they wonder, <laughs> will anyone read what I have to say? Did you have any issues like that? Or did you just know, I know what I want to say. I know people will listen. Let's just go. You know, it's really interesting that you asked that because the first book I wrote was called Single Mom on Fire, and that was my entire story. And in there, I had a lot of information. But what I did is I looked at what was the most powerful point in in my book, Single Mom on Fire, and that was the power of manifesting or the six-step manifesting process. So I pulled that into a very simple book. It could be called an airplane book or a business card book, but it's simple enough to read in about 30 minutes to an hour and get the point. An airplane book. That is, I'm going to use that. That is awesome. I love that. We are coming up against our very next break. My very special guest is Tanya Waring, and her book is called The Power of Manifesting. We'll talk about this and so much more when we come back from the break. This is Success Profiles Radio. Please stay with us. Don't go away. What a tremendous show. Please stay with us. This is fantastic.
the mission is to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Did you know you can quickly grow your business online and offline for free? SmartGuy.com is one of the fastest growing business networks in the world. Managing over 600 city business networks from Los Angeles, California to the country of Bahrain. In just a minute or two, you can add your business and be quickly listed in their global business directory, local business networks, and get a free web page that can actually rank on top of major search engines in as little as one to two weeks. No kidding. Simply go to www.smartguy.com. Fill out your company information and you're set. So add your business for free and find out why everyone loves a smart guy. Smartguy.com. Looking for the perfect destination in Costa Rica, Panama, or Thailand? Concerned about the economy and looking for an escape plan? Then you need to go to escapeartist.com and learn how you can live, work, invest, retire, or do business overseas. Escape Artist has the perfect plan for you. Join our 400,000 readers and get your free subscription to Escape from America magazine. Visit www.escapefromamerica.com and create your escape plan right now. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Tanya Waring, and her book is called The Power of Manifesting. And I want to ask you, Tanya, because people think of the term manifesting, and they automatically think, oh, The Secret, one of those law of attraction kinds of books. What do you feel would be similarities or differences between books like that and the book that you wrote? Well, I absolutely love The Secret. I think I watched it 50 or 60 times, but I still didn't quite get how to attract to me. So I spent another probably 10 years really looking at the law of attraction and manifesting. And that's when I developed the six-step process. Mm -hmm. And the six-step process involves action. And I don't think a lot of people get that they have to take action. And inside of our action is how things come from thought into reality. So uh, with that doing this, a lot of people thought the law of attraction was about putting a red uh, sports car on your vision board. And lo and behold, a year later, you get a red sports car without taking any action for it, right? Right. So uh, what I look at is that inspired action piece or looking at what you don't know that you don't know that you don't even know you don't know and opening up to that with your intuition and taking action in accordance to that will short circuit the amount of time that it takes to get what you want Hmm. if that makes any sense that's the manifesting side yeah and i think a lot of people think of the term manifesting and they 
they don't really maybe don't quite know how to grab a hold of it. So I want to ask, do you think we tend to make things harder than they really are? <laughs> I love that question. Absolutely. And you know what happens, Brian, is people will manifest something. I had a friend come over and she said, yes, my daughter and I saw that there was a mini iPad for like a raffle or something, or they envisioned themselves getting the mini iPad and they got it. And then they said, oh, we couldn't believe it. Well, why do we say we can't believe it? We can manifest. It's believable. So a lot of times we talk ourselves out of manifesting because we think it's going to be hard work. So yes, we make it much more difficult for ourselves than if we relax, we get clear on what we want. We relax so that we can be more intuitive. We can be more observant for the opportunities we're looking for versus just stepping into all kind of willy-nilly action like we're used to doing and not getting what we want because we struggle so hard, we miss the opportunities and the signs. Does that absolutely. make sense? It does. It does. And being clear on what you want is the first step. I mean, you absolutely cannot hit a target that you never identify. Right. Well, yeah. I was yeah, I look at Thomas Edison and Orville Wright in particular. Here were two people who had this thought that probably had not existed or maybe they had seen it somewhere. But Thomas Edison set out to create the light bulb. And the story goes as that he had 10,000 attempts. And it was his wife's hairpin with tungsten that actually made the light bulb work. But he had this idea and he took action over and over and over. People who manifest often ask powerful questions like, how can I do this? What's next? Well, what haven't I tried? And what, what, can, what, what possibilities are out there? Where people who are not manifestors are the ones who are looking like, why did that happen? Why is my life always so difficult? Why didn't this work? Well, we don't have any power in the why. We have power in the how can I? What can I do to get this? Those yeah. kind of questions are going to help us manifest whatever it is that we desire more quickly so that we can have that experience of success and move on to the next thing. Yeah, because questions that start, how can I, imply that there is a solution. And one of my favorite metaphors that Tony Robbins shares is that life is like a Jeopardy game. All the answers are on the board. The winner is the one who asks the right questions, which presupposes yeah. that there's a solution to everything, which I really like a lot. Absolutely. And yeah. there are even ways to ask questions that have things come to us more quickly. And one of those is, what would I do if I had everything I ever wanted? Well, mm. my divine guidance team, my intuition came to me and said, I, you know, put this on post-it notes and, and put it on my refrigerator and by my desk and in my car and where I could see it in the morning on my bathroom mirror. And I realized after three or four months, by asking myself this question all the time, what would I do if I had everything I ever wanted? It was keeping my conscious mind busy, asking mm -hmm. the question, what would I do? But my subconscious mind was hearing, you have everything you want. You have everything you want. And lo and behold, in just a short order, a few months, I really had everything that I wanted. Hmm. That's a very powerful question. It is a very powerful question. Being clear on what you want to step number one, ask and it is given is number two. Uh, you, you said you had some stories and examples about uh, oh. people who have done that. 
Yes. So one time a client had called me and he was frustrated because he had put uh, 32 requests in for bank loans. He had applied 32 times and he had a company that had royalty income coming in and the bank didn't want that royalty income. They wanted a building. And even though his royalty income was far more than what he was asking for, the banks kept denying him. And so about 11 o'clock at night, he called and I said, let's just look at this. First off, you need $400,000. Not a big deal. When do you need it by? And he said, February 1st. And as we, we had our conversation, it was really July 1st that he needed the money. So I said, you know, you're pushing, some people procrastinate. You're actually not in the timing flow. You actually have more time. So let's not mess with time by saying we have less time. The second thing is start writing a check for $400,000 to yourself on a regular basis so you can see that money coming in. This is readjusting our reticular cells so that we can see opportunities that normally we can't see. The third thing, I said, why don't you write a different proposal to the bank and come from a place of what the bank wants to hear? So the next morning at 9 a.m., he calls me. He's so excited. He starts putting a presentation together for the bank. And lo and behold, his brother walks in and says, what are you doing? He says, well, we're putting together this presentation for the bank. And the brother looked at him and he said, oh, I want to give you the money. I want to invest in this deal. This looks like a great deal. Wow. Right? Ask and it is given. Except he called me at 10 a.m. and he said, Tanya, my brother wants to give me the money, but I don't want to take it because I want the money to come from a bank. What should I do? Hmm. And so much of the time, asking it's given, it's always given. We just don't say yes or we don't accept the opportunity. We're not in a receiving mode. Wow. So that is what we need to be aware of that when we ask to see all of the opportunities of how it can come to us. Yeah. So do you think accepting, being accepting of the options that are presented to you is part of surrendering to that higher voice, which is step number three in your process? Yes. If it feels right, surrender to that higher voice. And I can tell you, I've manifested a lot of things that once I got them, I'm like, you know, I don't really want this. And it's okay to let it go. Nothing is wrong with that. In that process of what I just described is listening to that inner voice. He got inspired. He woke up inspired that morning and he followed his intuition in the action of putting together a PowerPoint presentation, which he hadn't done before. And I do not feel it's a coincidence that his brother walked in at that time. That is manifesting. That is something that wasn't going to happen and exactly how that process works. By wow. celebrating our success, we att like attracts like. So as we're celebrating success, we see and attracts success more and more and more consistently. That's fantastic. And step number four in your process is receive to overflowing. Do you think sometimes we feel like we aren't receiving in the way that we think we should be receiving because we maybe deep down don't feel like we deserve to receive? Well, I think we all feel like we deserve to receive. However, we think we're coming from a limited bucket and that if I take this, money over here, someone else is going without. And this is how I like to explain receiving. One, a lot of times people will have these incredible thoughts in the shower, like higher level thoughts, intuitive thoughts. And if you think about it, when we step into the shower, we're not trying to give anybody anything or take anything. 
we're just completely receiving a shower. Like we just love it. It's like we love the energy. We know we're going to feel better when we get out. It's something that we do for ourselves. The same with going in the sun. So imagine that you're sitting in the sun and it feels so good and you roll up your sleeves because you want to get more sun and you roll up your pant legs because you want to get more sun. And maybe you're out there 15, 20 minutes and you're absorbing as much sun as you possibly can absorb. And then you see your neighbor and your neighbor doesn't look at you and say, hey, Tanya, dang it, you took all my sun today. Right. Right. The sun is unlimited. Our abundance is unlimited. Our resources are unlimited. We come to this plane having everything that we're going to receive, every possibility. No matter how much we receive, it doesn't take away from anybody else. This is true abundance, infinite uh, abundance and wealth that we can tap into and receive. Yeah. Step number five is take inspired action. And number six is celebrate your success. Um, that both of the, we talked about it, taking inspired action uh, earlier, but boy, celebrating your success. Tell us how important that is because don't we usually tend to evaluate what didn't go right instead of what did go right? Absolutely. We're each taught like, what didn't you do today? What do I need to, you know, report to my manager? And what I like to do is keep a little notebook beside my computer and just write down the successes that I have. Mm -hmm. And by celebrating our success, as I just said, we'll attract more of that to us and getting our focus off of what didn't go right. Because if we keep focusing on what we didn't get done, we're going to keep creating a long laundry list of what didn't get done. And that never feels good. It's important that you feel good The better you feel, the higher the vibration, and the more that you'll attract into your life. Um, I've I've taught people, just get away from your to-do list and actually start doing 15 minutes a day of something that you absolutely love. Start your day that way, and that'll give you more energy, a higher vibration to attract to you what you want. That's fantastic. And, And while I'm thinking about it, Tanya, how can we find your book? You can find my book on Amazon. It's The Power of Manifesting. And I would love for you to go read it. And you'll love it, too, because you'll start to learn how to manifest on a consistent basis. Fantastic. We are coming up against our final break. I cannot believe how quickly the show is going. My guest is Tanya Waring. Her book is The Power of Manifesting. We'll talk some more right after the break. Please stay with us. This is Success Profiles Radio. Don't go away. to motivate and inspire others to discover their unique talents and follow their dreams in life. This is Success Profiles Radio. Do you have trouble falling asleep and staying asleep? I know that drugs can be addictive and cause a hangover the next day. That's why you need the Sleep Band. The Sleep Band helps you fall asleep quickly and easily and for a longer period of time. This results in a more restful and peaceful night's sleep, which is something all of us need. With the Sleep Band, you will wake up fresh and alert, ready to begin your day. You can get your Sleep Band and other great healing products by visiting HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Check it out today for a better sleep tomorrow. HealingFrequencyProducts.com. Reaching out from the heartland of the United States. 
States with quality programming. This is Tokinet Radio. wondered where the terms used in computer speak originated? The word cookie, that packet of information that travels between a browser and web server, is named after the fortune cookie, a cookie with an embedded message. Rebooting the computer is literally pulling yourself up by your bootstraps. The name Google was originally coined in 1938 by Milton Sirota, nephew of mathematician Edward Kasner, during a discussion of large numbers. Uh, Google is the number one, followed by 100 zeros. The word Yahoo was originally invented by Jonathan Swift and used in his book Gulliver's Travels. It's a derogatory term for a person who is repulsive in appearance. Yahoo founders Jerry Yang and David Philo selected the name because they considered themselves Yahoos. I'm Carolyn Davidson, and you can have fun challenging your words-you-never-heard vocabulary with my free app, Too Funny for Words. Welcome back to Success Profiles Radio. So many people live their lives wanting more than they currently have. And this show will clearly demonstrate the principles, if I can do it, you can do it. So let's get back to the show. This is Success Profiles Radio. And here again is your host, Brian K. Wright. And we are back. This is Success Profiles Radio. My very special guest is Tanya Waring. Her book is called The Power of Manifesting, which you can find on Amazon, as we talked about in the last segment. One subject that I like to bring up, Tanya, is about mentoring and coaching. This comes up a fair amount on my show, as this is a success and personal development kind of show. How important has having a mentor been to you in your career? Uh, 100% a must in my life. The times that I haven't had a coach, it seems like I... I slide back uh, with my coach, uh, Gary Barnes is my, my coach. And I want to give kudos to him. I've been coaching with him for about two years wow. and I've watched my income increase steadily over the last two years to where I was at four figures a month. Then I went to five figures a month and have reached six figures a month uh, pretty consistently, not 100% of the time. But that's the kind of difference that having a coach can make. Wow. That's really fantastic. How did you decide to become a coach? Um, I decided to become a coach because a lot of people ask advice from me. And I wanted to know how to set my fees and, and really be of service in a powerful way. A lot of times when people were asking my advice, I noticed that I didn't have powerful questions for them. And the other thing I, I wanted to go back to Gary Barnes. I think what he really provided for me was he kept my language going in the right way, meaning the power of words and how important the language that we use. So he would, if I said, Oh, if that happens, he would say, no, Tanya, when that happens, if mm -hmm. I said, you know, I had loosey goosey language, he would really make me be articulate and speak exactly what I wanted. And I thought I was doing that, but I found out that I wasn't. And that's what being a coach brought to me. And that's what I really like about being a coach. People are not, they have everything they need to be successful. They have the skills, they have the wisdom, they have everything. It's really about putting all the pieces together or maybe shining the light on something that if they just tweak it a little bit, 
their success skyrockets. They're happier. They've found ways to be more productive in what they're doing and to serve more people and have a greater impact. Yeah, that's fantastic. Uh, moving along to live events, because I know you had a live event recently, and uh, you probably sell coaching from your live event. Am I right? Yes, I okay. do. Awesome. Um, How did you decide to make that part of your business model? Well, it, I took inspired action because, again, I had this intuitive uh, nudge that it was time to show everybody how I've created what I've done. I'm really have been very blessed and live a life that I love, unlike most people that I meet. And with this event, you you said you talked about selling my coaching. It really wasn't a sales event. It was a giving back event. And the power in that room, again, coming from being real and authentic with a true desire to serve, each and every speaker I had had the same intention and desire. And it came through so powerfully that I've had at least five of the participants want me to put, who are taking, creating the next event to a new level. One person wants to create it for real estate agents. One wants to create it for entrepreneurs. One wants to create it in Paris, another in Tucson. And I think when I see that, that is manifesting. That is the power of using these principles, which I use to put on the event and to have it actually multiply itself. So I'm really excited for the next events that we're going to be putting together and teaching people firsthand how to manifest and how easy it can be. Great. How can we find out more about uh, these events, what they're about and when they might be happening? Uh, you can go to the manifestingevent.com and you'll see that there. You can also join our group on Facebook. We've got a manifesting group that started with our last event, and they're the ones who are really taking on creating the next event and where those will be. Fantastic. For those who have never created a live event that to do you know, before, uh, it might feel daunting, scary, too big. How <laughs> difficult was this for you to put together? It's the most difficult thing I've ever done. And I will tell you, Brian, I had to get out of my own way. And I went through, you know, the dark soul of the night, as they say. And, and then I popped up one day and I said, look, this is manifesting. You, you know this, Tanya. Get clear on what you want. And I went back to those principles and put it together. Um, you know, what I would say to make it easier is to delegate, to create an inspired vision. I kept speaking what I wanted so that the speakers were very clear who came in. Everybody who came in to work on the event knew the vibe that was going, that was created. And it was the vibration of love and complete accept, acceptance. And my intention was that everybody got clear on what they wanted and the result is that people know that they're 100% responsible for the life that they create. And I'm watching all of these miraculous manifesting events come to fruition for people who participated. That's fantastic. I, I love that. Masterminding is also a big part of your work. Tell us yeah. uh, how that's helped you. Well, masterminding is 
if you remember, I spoke about earlier, it's about what you don't know that you don't know that you don't know. And right. we live in a, a vacuum so much of the time between our, our ears. We're afraid to voice what, what our plan is. And inside of a mastermind, when you can come in and you can start to share ideas, it, it mushrooms and it elevates and it gets easier because people have ideas that you hadn't thought of. And, you know, we start having this collective energy. So people really want you to achieve what you want to achieve. The problem is most of the time we go to friends and family with our great ideas and they poo-poo them. And that's natural because we attracted them at a lower level vibration. Whatever yeah. vibration we were at is how we attracted our friends and family. So when we have an up-level thought that's out of a higher vibration and we go to our friends and family, they're subconscious saboteurs. They just really, you know, aren't sure they that we can do that. And they mean well. It's nothing vindictive. So the first rule in manifesting is don't tell anybody what you want to manifest. But inside of a mastermind where people are coming together for that specific purpose, that's where you share and you start to create ideas and elevate yourself and your business. And soon enough, your friends and family will come along and join in. When Once you've done it, they're more than happy for you and their vibration will lift too. Absolutely. Uh- is creating a mastermind difficult to do? Um, I have a mastermind that I I coach with. I do it twice a month. And anybody is welcome to join that. If you want to set up your own mastermind, what I would suggest is finding four or five like-minded individuals to get started with, a, with an intent and commitment to, a, let's say, three months, six months, 12 months, whatever time you want them to commit, and that you'll have your call either once a week or twice a week. Maybe you get together in person, or maybe you do it over Zoom or some other Skype or some other online uh, platform, and and set some rules about your mastermind of, you know, maybe no marketing, no uh, sales inside of the group you can really come together and give each person the time that they need to uh, let you know what their struggles are or what they want to create and give them a certain amount of time to mastermind on their particular uh, issue that they're bringing uh, to the table that day. Yeah. Confidentiality is a huge, huge issue with masterminds. It's a, it's supposed to be a safe place, right? Absolutely. And, you know, I always tell people, it's, it's a catch-22 because, one, everybody commits to being confidential, but you also have to know that you, you can't trust that 100%. Right. So, again, trust your intuition. Think about what you want to bring to the, the group. And most people and groups are confidential. Of yes. course, you would invite people to your mastermind who you feel that you can trust, not only their wisdom and what they bring, but also that they'll keep your big ideas safe and not go out and let other people know. Absolutely. As we wind down toward the end, Tanya, I want to ask you the question that I ask everyone at the end of the show, who inspires and motivates you? Um, You'll make me teary eyed. My inspiration comes from my three kids. I think they are just three of the most incredible human beings on the planet. Mm. Uh, 
they manage their own schoolwork, their grades, they manage their, uh, the wrestling that they do. My youngest is in band. And when I see that they manage their life and their friends with such integrity, I'm inspired by that, especially given a lot of the things that are going on in today's world. Wow, that's fantastic. I love that answer. So once again, how can we find your book and how can we find you and be a part of your tribe if we want to be? You know, I would absolutely love to have you part of my tribe. I'm on Facebook and my name is spelled really strange. It's Tanya Waring, T-O-N-J-A-W-A-R-I-N-G. Facebook is always the best place to connect with me. If you'd like to go to my website, it's themanifestingmindset.com. You'll get a free download of The Power of Manifesting if you'd like, or one chapter of that, and I'd love for you to have that. And also, you can ask me any questions. Just go to the Contact Me, and I'm more than happy to offer anything that I can do to uh, help you understand manifesting, get clear on what you want, and really live a life that you love. That's one of my greatest passions. That's awesome. Any final thoughts for us as we wind down? You know, I love your tagline, Brian. If I can do it, you can do it. And that is so true. If I can do it, uh, coming from bankruptcy, foreclosure, depression, being on the couch, to creating six figures a month, being a solo mom, living in a place that I love, putting my kids in the best school district, and really feeling 100% fulfilled, you can. Fantastic. Thank you, Tanya, for being on the show. I really appreciate having you here. Thank you so much, Brian. I appreciate you. You're welcome. And this has been Success Profiles Radio. Please join us every Monday at 6 p.m. Eastern, where I interview world-class experts and learn how they succeeded, what they overcame, and the lessons we can extract from it. And we will see you next week. Until then, have a wonderful week and get out there and go do it. Go forth, mighty warriors. Have a good one. Bye. part of success profiles radio with your host brian k wright each week we'll explore different aspects of success and how to 